0: Episode 1 or 113, Best Practices for Managing Events. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast, the only podcast giving you actionable skills and advice you need to execute a strategic PR program. Warning, what you hear next may lead to brand awareness and increased sales and customer exposure. Now, here's your host, Rinjini Joshua. Hello and welcome to the new year and episode 113 <laughs> one. Best practices for managing events. I'm on my way to CES as we speak. And I thought this would just be a good reminder to make sure that you have things of you know, dialed up when you're going to a trade show. And so some things that people don't consider or think of because maybe it seems trivial or they just forget, I wanted to kind of chat about and create a little checklist for you guys. So as you guys are heading off to different trade shows this year, I know January is busy for us um, and then it picks up again in March and then June. So anyways, Here's some best practices for managing events. So first thing, I want to cover some of the basics. Always, number one, if you have a booth, always create a booth schedule so people can take breaks, eat food, see the show. The worst thing that can happen is you are stuck at a booth for 12 hours and you're basically exhausted or dead by the end of it. It's always good, no matter how small your booth is, to have at least two people. And then the larger it gets, obviously, the more people you might want to add but always have a a schedule just, you know, like, uh, like you used to work. If you used to work in retail, you know, these like little break schedules and things like that. So yeah, have a schedule. And even if you're walking the show floor, I think it's good to have a schedule of like where you're going to be a big show like CES. There's so many locations. You want to know what day you're going to be here at the, you know, convention center, what day you're going to be at the Venetian. So It's just good to know what area of like the show that you're gonna be covering that day. So always create a booth schedule or even just like a personal schedule of where you're gonna be going. Number two, agree on your booth show messaging. And of course, this is more for people who are exhibiting. Agree on your messaging and then talk to the team as a group. Hey, these are our three core messages for the show. We need to be, you know, giving everyone kind of the same party line. And so that way, you know that everyone's talking in the same voice, uh, relaying the same information. Have snacks and water at the booth. And I can't tell you how many times this has saved us. Obviously, if you want something else at the booth, like energy drinks, um, that would be my other suggestion. But yes, having water and snacks at the booth can only save, not only save you, but maybe a passerby that could be potential customer or media and, you see they look a little parched and you can hand them some water. Number four, have a physical or digital schedule at the booth where you can schedule meetings. Now, this usually happens at like some of the bigger booths where they have this schedule already laid out. Well, it's great to be able to have like an iPad or your iPhone here with you and you have the schedule and you can like put people into slots if no one's available at the moment. And so that means you have to coordinate schedules a little bit but I think it's worth having just to have people in there. And then also that can serve as like a lead generation or lead capture tool of like capturing the lead. Because if they don't come back later, then at least maybe you have their information. So make sure you have a physical or digital schedule. I love working with paper. I know it's a waste, but um, you can use an iPad. Create a Calendly link or some kind of link for meetings later, post-show. So we've been doing a lot of stuff with creating links and QR codes, which I'll talk about in the next section um, for meetings after the show, because maybe it's not necessarily, maybe they don't have time during the show or they just found out about you. Try to schedule that post show meeting right away so that you can mitigate some of that loss that'll happen when you shuffle through emails. Okay. So that's some of the basic stuff. If you're an exhibitor, There's some other things that you really should be doing to maximize your opportunities. So if you're an exhibitor, I think people know this by now, but get the media list. You have access to the pre-registered media list. Get the media list so that you can book meetings in advance. Or the trend that we've noticed is like, you know, slowly but surely media is not booking meetings unless it's like super exclusive news. Or you can at least convey, you could tell them like, hey, this is what we're doing at our booth stop by and you can maybe get a little gauge on expressed interest at that time. So, I think get the meeting media list to book meetings in advance. Don't expect too many people to commit or RSVP, but at least they know that you're there, you've given them information on where your booth is, what you're going to be talking about. I always say like don't give them the whole thing, just give them a little teaser. And that way, you can see if you can kind of get some people stopping by your booth in advance of course, have your press kit with the newest information available. So refresh your press kit. We just did that with First CES. Uh, Make sure you have your newest images, your newest FAQs, your newest product sheets, your newest press release. I always like to have like at least three press releases, previous ones in there as well, just to give a little bit of background and context on what's been going on with the company. Executive bios, company overviews, things like that too. So, have the press kit with your newest information available, which leads me into my next point, which is leverage the power of QR codes. And QR codes, I think, made a big comeback in the last couple of years. But um, when we were going to trade shows last year, we noticed that it was just invaluable to have either a QR code to the press kit on a business card or printed out and pasted to our booth or just available on our phone. So So media could scan it. So have a QR code available because I think that's going to increase the chances of people going to your press kit right away and getting more information. Ditch the swag and go for valuable content. So again, leveraging the QR code, you might want to do a white paper, case study, some other kind of brochure. The swag is going away unless you have some really cool swag that's like super branded or is really going to be something that people keep. I mean, if you think about it, most of all, it just goes in the trash. And even if it doesn't go in the trash, think about the swag that you take home. You know, what do you do with it? So um, if it's useful, I think if you're going to make swag, make useful, practical, efficient swag. If you are just doing swag to just because you feel like you have to have something, I don't think people feel that way. I would rather have a bowl of candy at your booth to get some people there, you know. So if, if it's about attracting people. Don't worry about the swag and you can replace it with water, candy, hand sanitizer. Um, (laughs) Those are kind of like the go-tos. Make everything digital. Um, That's another thing. You know, I wrote this down, but make everything digital is a great idea. But I also like the idea of like small informational postcards. So it kind of goes against what I just said. But I think you can make the bulk of your content digital And maybe in this small postcard, you can give people the highlights with, the again, a QR code. Again, my most favorite thing um, right now. It could be like a very, very small printout. And then that way, it's less paper. But I, I think it is valuable to have like a piece of paper because I always think about my experiences when I'm walking through the trade show. And what do I keep? What do I not keep? I like a little card. And sometimes if it's a really good card and it's hitting all the key points that I am interested in, then I'll keep it. And if it has a QR code, I know I can go later to find some more information. So that might be worth it. Um, But keep most things digital, big brochures, paper handouts. Those things usually get thrown away before people get on the plane. So unless it's for media and it's like a press release or very informational, they request it. I I don't think you need a paper handout. Um, Number six, always have a video at your booth. But make sure that you get rid of sound and add subtitles so nobody can hear videos unless you're Samsung or Mercedes-Benz or Sony or, you know, I'm using a few examples of like large booths. So unless you have a humongous booth or you have a soundproof booth um, and you can play the sound, remember, sound is not going to matter. Subtitles are. So you can have subtitles. I've had people just sit and read a video before, and it just seems um, a little funny when they're looking at it. But they do read the subtitles or they do watch the video. So make a good looping video. I would say for a trade show, two minutes is great. A uh, one minute's a little short. Three minutes is okay too, but um, I wouldn't make it longer than that. Okay, and last but not least, follow up as soon as possible. And when I mean as soon as possible. I mean, that day, if you want to add people to LinkedIn, if you want to follow up or schedule a follow-up even, because the likelihood of you forgetting all the conversation that you had or remembering to even do it or being having enough energy when you get back from a big trade show is pretty low. If you follow up sooner than later, then there's definitely a higher chance. I would notice that people are following up same day And that's usually pretty effective. Now, with media, we've always done that. If a media person stops by the booth, I typically, once we hit the hotel, like right after, we follow up with everybody with the press kit, additional information so that we've got them covered. We know, okay, we talked to them, we marked them off, we gave them the information they needed. But obviously, that's because they're deadline driven and related to stories they're going to publish. But I think it's the same concept when you're talking to any kind of business contact. You can add them on LinkedIn that day add that little note, remind them what you guys talked about. So that conversation is fluid and it keeps going. I don't think there's anything wrong in following up as soon as possible. So I hope this helps. There's so many other tips, little tips and tricks on managing events. Book reservations early is another one. If you are going to something like CES or NRF or Mobile World Congress and you think you might be having a couple of business dinners, Book it in advance and, you know, book for like a couple of extra people because you never know because it's really hard to get last minute seating, especially if you want to go to a particular restaurant. So do it in advance. RSVP to parties in advance. So now today is probably a great day to RSVP to uh, a lot of the networking parties. It might be too late, actually, even So keep things in mind um, when you're going to these shows, obviously for CES, we're on our way now. And so it's a little bit late for that, but the next show, maybe NRF, we're going to be heading to NRF in a couple weeks. So in a week, sorry. So yeah, uh, make sure to keep these few things in mind as you're exhibiting throughout the year in 2023 and think ahead, get the media list, uh, make sure you're booking meetings in advance and, you know, Happy trade shows, guys. Safe travels and stay safe and mask up. Have a great day and see you next time.